You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Not So Newlywed Podcast. I am one half of your co-host, Candice, and you know where to find me on all our social media pages, Not So Newlywed PC. And as usual, I'm joined by the man of the house, the head of the household, the biz- the big boss hog. You ain't got a lot of them. What's up? <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's Mike. Um... I'm not saying my Twitter name no more, so we can skip that. Uh, but y'all know where to find me at on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we got a really good show for y'all today. Uh, we actually calling it Trust or Bus. Uh, this is also episode 16. Yeah, we working our way up. I know y'all might have missed us the last two weeks, but life been lifing. And we needed a breather. Um, but... We are back, and we are going to talk about trust. Everybody thinks of trust in one way, or violation of trust, should I say. Mm -hmm. And so, we're going to talk about different ways um, of violating somebody's trust. Can you come back after you violate somebody's trust, or somebody has violated your trust? Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to talk about some high-profile violations of trust in the media. And um, we're gonna, we did a poll across all our social media asking if it's possible to rebuild trust after it's torn down. Mm-hmm. So we'll explore the answers from there. We'll give you the way that we voted. Right. And then we'll wrap it up and see you guys in two weeks. So let's, let's jump into it. So first things first. There's more than one way to violate somebody's trust, right? Right. You can do it in a big way or you could chip away at it. And as y'all hear, London is here as always. But when people think about violation of trust in relationships, their minds instantly go to cheating, infidelity, um, and everything that involves cheating outside babies. Yeah. In extreme cases, STDs. And th- <clears throat> things of that nature. <laughs> things of that nature. But those are not the. Um, that's not the only way you could violate somebody's trust. Right. Uh, oftentimes, people's insecurities can lead to them violating their partner's trust, and then that's when you get the going through somebody's phone, going through somebody's wallet or purse, going through somebody's email, etc. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Um, then. Broken promises, promises right? Yeah. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I don't do it. Um, it's a violation of your trust. It, because I'm tr- I'm trusting... You're trusting me to do what I say I'm going to do. Right. And when it becomes a habit, it, it turns into a big thing. It's like a little chipping away leading up to a big problem. Um, lying or withholding information about situations that affect both parties in the relationship. So finances, health, right? Health status. Not just even STDs, but um, just general general health. health. So somebody can know how to move with you. Uh, Employment, 
you know, you getting your ass up talking about you going to work every day just for your partner to get a call. Like, yeah, can you uh, tell Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so they last check ready? <laughs> what? <laughs> right? Like, shit like that. And even even white lies uh, can cause a big problem in a relationship because it's, it's senseless lying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because it's almost like, well, what what else are you lying about? Yeah what, yeah. what will you lie about? If you if you lie about liking my chicken, right? If the chicken wasn't good, it just wasn't fucking good. Mm-hmm. If you lie about that, what else you lie about? If you lie about not liking something or whatever to appease me, we are at a crossroads because that's stupid, right? Right. It's very Why? fucking stupid. <laughs> so I don't. So you, very shitty. <laughs> what you are one of the one of the few people I've ne- in a relationship I did not have to do white lies to protect your ego. Like, if I just really did not like something, I've always been able to come to you and be like, I don't like that, and not not like in like a sexual way, but just like in general, like if it's a way you spoke to me or if it's a comment you made, I've always been able to say, I ain't like when you said that to me. Right. Like I didn't just have to shut up and bear it and act like it was funny or it was all good or it was no big deal. Um, and so that's how I know, like we've always get been in a good space because I have never found myself needing to lie to you about anything. Right. No, I can understand that. I think we kind of just always have been or had the open flow of communication because we were friends beforehand. Right. So I think that kind of helped as far as that goes, where I know I can tell you how I'm feeling without you either being overly sensitive about it or taking it the wrong way. Right. Yeah. No, I, and I, I think that agree. that is actually a a, a a a big trust thing with knowing that hey I can be myself with this person. That's like yeah. a really that's that's a part of trusting your partner. Yeah, and and the other part too is like even on major things like I've uh, we've always been honest with each other. When I was going through the health stuff in 2015, I was completely honest with you about it. It wasn't mm-hmm. no surprises or trying to hide it. Or anything of that nature. And so, I think that really put... Because that happened at the beginning. Like, we were in the honeymoon phase of our relationship when that happened. And so, I kind of was like, damn, I'm going to run him off, right? Right. But I was like, he has a right to know what's going on. And if it's not something that he wants to deal with, I completely understand. But he doesn't, you know... Nobody should have to find out in a in a sneaky way that their partner is going through some like a life crisis or some shit like that. Like it yeah, just makes sh- me look at they you. They should funny. definitely be the first to know. Yeah. Um, and you want to be extremely open. I, I feel like, especially with stuff like that, because at that point, it deals. I mean, it's it's a personal thing, but it affects the other person as well. So. I mean, you might just be like going through something and this person has no idea what's going on. But then the and person lashing out at you, yeah, they, yeah. they going MIA because maybe they in and out the hospital, in and out of doctor's appointments. And it it, it looks sneaky. Yeah, it looks But if you had way. just up like, hey, man, I'm, I'm my health fucked up. Right. To or it I'm out. not feeling well. Not feeling well, but in and out the hospital. 
you know, because at one point I was in the hospital and imagine had I not told you and I just went ghost on you, right? Yeah. I ain't picking up the phone. You don't know where I'm at. I'm not answering text messages because I don't want to come out and say, oh, I'm in the hospital. Right. Right. You would have been like, this bitch wildin'. <laughs> <laughs> you must want to be single again. So that's kind of like, like I said, like, and I, and it sounds shitty and I'm, I'm probably a shitty person, but I probably want the only one lying in my past relationships. Like we probably lied to each other and shit and playing yeah, games with each other. That's go. the game. We, you know. But, um, I think by the time we had gotten together, I was like, I, I want this to work. So let me put my best adult foot forward so that if it doesn't work, I know that I did my part to make sure it worked, but if it, if you know, when it did work, it was like, ooh, ooh, you know. <laughs> and obviously, as of now, the outcome is is working, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's where we are with that. And even with the broken promises, we never really did the broken promises. Once we had the conversation about where the relationship was going, that's where the relationship went. You know, once we say, okay, this is a serious yeah, relationship, <clears throat> we gonna be monogamous. Uh, we gonna work towards marriage. Um, you know, Why? when I got the job in Denver, you was like, I'm going, where you going? If you want to go to Denver, we going to Denver. And it wasn't no game plan. It was no. like, I got to Denver in July and you got to Denver in August. Yeah. So that's the way, you know. You end should, of July, really. But if you, it, Yeah, it was end of July. You right about that. Like, it was very, here we go. Yeah. So, <laughs> with that being said... In the media lately, right, um, two uh, really big names um, are under a lot of scrutiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Wendy Williams, like some weeks ago, Wendy Williams, right, it came out. She came out and said when she returned to her talk show that she had she's in a sober living house. She's been battling with her sobriety. That surprised me. Like, I didn't know that she had an issue like that and I, maybe I don't just pay maybe I don't pay attention to her like that I think she has said in the past or maybe it had been maybe it had been industry rumors that she struggled with sobriety but I don't think she had ever said out her they own still haven't mouth said, like what it was yeah they still haven't said what it was like it's speculation that it's like alcoholism okay um it's also been speculated that it's um prescription drugs maybe even cocaine, but she came out and said that she was in a sober living house, um, battling with her sobriety. Mm -hmm. Um, and it had really taken a toll on her and not even days later. Um, you know, it broke in the news that during this time, her husband was on a baby moon with his mistress. What's a baby moon? Uh, I'm meaning that. <laughs> it's for rich people. It's like when they take. Oh, okay, so some it, shit I ain't never gonna do. I mean, you gonna get to it on okay, the next baby. Okay, okay. You know. Okay. We dropped the ball this last time because we was figuring it out. But next time I want a baby moon. Okay. Um, but it's it's basically like a honeymoon, but for an expected mom. You know, like oh, so, like you go on you a go trip. on a trip and y'all just relax. It's one last hoorah before this new baby gets here and is oh, crying every night. Yeah, it's definitely some rich shit. It's definitely, definitely some rich shit. But 
Um, while she's going through this fight for her sobriety, her husband is on a baby moon with his mistress who is expecting um, their baby and is preparing to welcome their baby into the world. And uh, pictures surfaced, right, of him and oh, her yeah, yeah, seen the laying pictures. next to each other somewhere tropic and warm and all that kind of shit. And uh, then uh, after that, like it's just recently, I want to say within the last week or so, uh, it came out that Wendy was uh filing for a divorce so listen <laughs> i could deal with a lot i can handle a lot right i understand people aren't perfect i get it i get it <laughs> i know you get it right you get books it? you get it there's no such thing as a perfect person i don't care how in love you are no such thing as perfection. However, I am not the type of woman who will stay around for a cheap baby. A break baby? Possibly. Okay? Because if we broke up, we broke up and that's what the fuck it is. Am I pissed that you went and raw dogged the first bitch you got your hands on while we was broke up? Sure. Can I control it? No. Is it really my business? Uh Uh-uh. But for me to be having the fight of my life with my sobriety, and you are on a fucking vacation with your pregnant mistress, I fucking refuse. And on top of that, I I read today, prior to us recording this, that uh, Wendy was... It's hearsay, but... This person has pretty consistent gossip um, that Wendy had the mistress's $215,000 Maserati repossessed. So, Wendy back on her bullshit, and I'm here for it. Some shit you can't forgive, right? right? Yeah, that's that's tough to come back from. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that one would be one of those ones where where I would say, hey, yeah, we can we can probably fix this. Uh, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of levels. It is levels. It's levels to it. So, so there's some, there's some things that's going to be repairable and your, uh, your repairable situations may be different from mine's. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I think that one's over my line though. Like that one's a little over my line. Telling me, like telling me I look good in a dress that I really don't look good in. I could forgive you for that, but babe, just be honest. If I look fat in this fucking dress, I look fat in this fucking dress. Like I, I want you know, tell me so that I could be at my level best when we step out. Don't right. have me stepping out looking like uh Danny DeVito when he was the penguin, right? <laughs> if that's how the dress make me look, be like, babe, that dress don't really do much for you. I like when you wear stuff like this. Yeah, you look good in this. You don't always look good in that, right? I can handle that. You a baby moon? Nah, <laughs> a mas a two a six figure car that my money probably paid for. Nah, no. Or even your money paid for. No, no, absolutely not. Cannot do it. Will not do it. Which <laughs> John Gray. For those of you who don't know who John Gray is, Pastor John Gray, um, you may know him from OWN. 
He has a show on own. You may know him from seeing, uh, from being on the Family Hustle, uh, because he's uh, Latoya Luckett's pastor. You may also know him for the controversy when he met up with President Trump. He's a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you may know him. He went on a press tour, and he basically made these series of comments. Um, he touts himself as a relationship expert, and he said that his wife had to cover him while he grew up um, and that she dealt with him while he was growing up. So his wife did all of this covering only for him to violate her in the worst way by having an affair on her. And that affair ended up going really public and... Yeah, the girl came out, right? She was the like, mistress, um, uh The mistress came forward and said that not only was John Gray her man, but he would pillow talk to her about all of his wife's shortcomings. Um, he made some comments along the lines that his wife doesn't suck, fuck, or even wash his drawers. Imagine being right. a millionaire and caring about your wife washing your drawers. You could hire somebody. You could go buy new drawers. You could throw the old You fat, John Gray, so... <laughs> Watching them draws is a task. However, not only that, he claims that the affair was purely emotional, not sexual. The mistress has text messages and voicemails. Right. Claiming completely otherwise. Um, not only that, John Gray um, was financing her lifestyle. Um, he bought, he purchased her a BMW, a townhouse. I don't know. I ain't never had things. A, a great enough emotional relationship with anybody where <laughs> I bought him a car. I'm not going to say a BMW. I'm just going to say a car. Like, I right. mean, that's, that's, that's an awesome emotional relationship. He a pastor. He shouldn't be doing this, man. You shouldn't be lying like that. Well, he, in turn, he had to buy his wife like a $275,000 um, not a Maserati. What's the other one? Was it a Lambo? Yeah, a Lamborghini. Hmm. Uh, he bought her a Lamborghini um, to make up for buying his mistress a BMW in a townhouse. He could have saved a lot of money and not bought nobody shit. <laughs> and the creepy part is that the the mistress said that like John Gray, when he come, he's he's talking tongues. I know we all didn't that, need to all... hear that for this for this episode, but it's just disgusting. <laughs> and the, but the part that that weird. gets me is that one. I don't know any man, pastor, or not spending that kind of money and only having an emotional affair with anybody. There is some form of sexual something involved in that. And let me tell you, just because you're not penetrating somebody does not mean there is not a sexual relationship. If you are having phone sex, if she gave you a hand job, if you ate her out, it, like if you send in nudes, like whatever it might be, if y'all having FaceTime sex, it doesn't. If that is far beyond emotional, right, that is sexual. Right. Just because you did maybe did not penetrate her does not make it any less sexual cheating, right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Um, for me, this is equally as bad as the Wendy thing because um, you have involved your mind, your body, and your money in a in somebody that's not me, and and. 
And also, you pillow talk about me to them. Right? Saying, just, just saying weird shit at that, too. Like, my wife don't suck, fuck, or wash my drawers. And we, if you go back to um, some of our earlier episodes, we have a conversation about how sometimes in a, in a marriage or in a long-term relationship, right, um, there can some, you can go through something where your sex drive kind of dips a little bit. Yeah. But you being a, you supposed to be a man of God and you supposed to be about healing. You're supposed to be you, a relationship guru. You're supposed to guru. be relationship guru. You never tried to figure out maybe why your wife's sex drive or why y'all level of intimacy dipped. Instead, you dipped out on her and dipped into some other pussy and dipped into y'all savings account <laughs> to make the next woman's life better. And then she t- spilled all the beans. Probably because the money stopped rolling in. More than likely. Of course it is. Like you, you, when you start paying to play, you have to keep paying. It don't stop because you decide you want to get back on the good foot. That's not how any of that works. Nah, you gotta, even if you don't want to play no more. That's why it pays not to violate your partner's trust in that manner. Mm-hmm. Because for that's another one. I'm not coming back from that. Yeah. But the, the crazy part is the church being what it is. Um, that woman is probably embarrassed. She probably has every God-fearing person she knows telling her to stick it out and this ain't nothing but the devil and to work on your marriage and to go through God, it's to seek God. in that church that believe him. That yeah. believe every word he's telling them. Like, listen, we didn't do anything. Oh, absolutely. We just, we just talked. Oh, you and knew it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I would say, probably majority of, the, of that church. Uh, probably has his back. Oh, you know they do. And and, it, and I would say that because we haven't heard anything from from them. Oh, absolutely. We haven't no. heard any words no, from haven't. any anyone or any high profile people or anything like that that go to that church. They haven't come come out and said anything about the situation at all. No, they not haven't. to say that they had to, but I would assume that you know, with the way TMZ run up on people and paparazzi run up on people. Uh, he do, he does have high profile people that go to his church. Yeah, um, I'm sure they would ask him about it. And even if they, you know, decline to say anything, that doesn't really mean too much either. But I would just assume that hey, somebody would be like, hey man, or we just haven't heard that he's like losing members or nothing like that, like right. or anything. You know, there's been no news about his uh, congregation at all. Yeah. Yeah, you, I mean, and for me, the crazy part is you embarrass your wife publicly, then you want to heal privately. Oh, yeah, of course. You, you show fair. out publicly. I don't know. For me, it's just, I'm not infuriated, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's disgusting, right? Because you can be divorced. Yeah, he could have just, he could have just divorced and got with that girl if he wanted to get with for real, for real. It's one of those things, and I and everybody's like, well, why have cake if you can't eat it? But a lot of times, like, when people, when people violate your trust, it's nothing you've really done to them. Their reasons for why they did it are usually so minor and fixable. Like, it's, it's typically fixed. It's always a selfish thing. It's, 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 the, it's that 80-20 shit that people are yeah. talking about. Like you're doing eighty percent of what this person wants, but that twenty percent they so fixated on that that they go and find that somewhere else. 
Yeah, because the crazy part... It's that kind of thing. Yeah, because the crazy part is he said that his wife has was there with him when he had absolutely nothing. Was broke, broke, right? So the woman that was there when you had absolutely nothing is the same woman that because she maybe is not sucking and fucking you like she used to and don't like to do laundry no more because y'all rich. You should be able to talk about that, she not she don't like washing clothes no more so you go buy a whole nother you go buy a whole nother bitch a condo a bmw talk throw dirt on my name well that'll fix it i'm sure she fucking now (laughs) and that's the crazy part like we didn't even have this in the show notes but since you brought it up violating somebody's trust does not want to make them do the things that you claim that they were not doing it does not make them want to fix things with you. Right. It makes it worse, actually. You make them much more insecure. You make them far more angry. You make them far more uh, nagging, right? Mm-hmm. Once you violate somebody's... Sure she's less horny. Yeah, much less horny. <laughs> the pussy and the dick is not rolling in once you violate somebody's trust. So, to me, it's like... Like I said, it's a selfish thing. People who violate the trust of their partner never really think shit through. They never really think shit through. And that's why I'll never get it. Because we always have a choice, right? Yeah, always. People will flirt with you. Yeah, Okay, big deal. We're adults, right? If you're attractive, people will find you attractive. How you handle the way that people engage you when they find you attractive is the difference maker. Right? right? And that's what it boils down to. Okay, yeah. You fine. Somebody tell you you fine. Okay, yeah, thanks. I gotta go. My wife waiting on me. <laughs> See you later. Take care. Oh, you beautiful. I would love to take you out. I bet you would, but my husband taking me out. Take care. Have a nice day. I'm not playing with you. It's not worth the headache. It's no, not, it's it's not worth the. It's not worth the fallout because... Whether we believe it or not, or whether, like, everybody think they sneaky than the motherfucker. Everybody think they slides a goddamn fox. But the fact of the matter is when people get deeply into things where they violate their partner's trust, their partner can usually sense it. And it's not even just with cheating. Like, when you're just hiding shit in general, your partner can sense it. Because you start acting differently and you don't even know it because subconsciously you're trying to make sure that whatever you're hiding doesn't come to the light. Right. So whether it be you sick and you not telling it, whether it be you hiding a baby, whether you're cheating, whether your money fucked up and you too scared to say something, whether you, I don't know, something's going on and you're not wanting to have sex, but you're too scared to talk about it. It just shows itself. Mm-hmm. It manifests itself. And like you could, you wear it like a cloak of visibility, but you think you not. You like it's, we see it. I think also people, you, you may think you a better liar than you are. Like yeah. you're not really a good, a good as a liar as you think you are. Daddy. <laughs> Come like you're, with you're that. not, you're not, you're not really as a good of a liar as you think you are. Um, the the other thing we was gonna talk about as well was that social media video that that hit the <laughs> hit the line. I'm sorry, London just like jumped out of my lap <laughs> and like laid out. <laughs> <laughs> but so okay, there's this uh there's this show and it it ha- it's on Instagram. 
Not Instagram, sorry. It's Ooh. on uh What's the other one with the filter? Snapchat. Snapchat? Yeah, is, this, that, is that where that show is from? Yeah, it's Snapchat. on Snapchat. Now all it's these... called Second Chance, right? Oh, and it okay. it takes like two people in a relationship and one has cheated. And they and it or they think one has cheated and they are face to face having a conversation about this. So this video from Second Chance hit the timeline and we're gonna play the clip and then we're gonna discuss um one of the ways violation of trust takes place be honest and tell me that you're cheating on me is that how we're gonna start this off yeah that is it we haven't talked about okay i didn't cheat on you i know that you did how do you know this because the girl you cheated with i paid her 50 bucks to hit on you why would you pay a girl to talk to me that's some crazy you are giving off horrible energy but it had a series of events leading up to that what do you mean you're over there liking all these it's for work it's innocent flirting to help me get clients to i am denying because it's not true okay sure she's my client and after we were working out we got food which was across the street that's not what she told me that's what i'm telling you she told me you guys had sex i'm telling you we did it so are you saying she's lying i'm saying she's lying let's find out from her okay all right. Oh my God. Paula, can you tell him what you told me? So I pretty much told her that you took me to this really fancy restaurant and afterwards we went back to my place and hooked up. And that he came on to you in the car and you guys were kissing. Yes. Yeah, see? Well, why would you sit here and lie? I lied because... So you weren't telling Wait. the truth? I didn't think that she deserved you, so I lied. Oh, my God. Clearly, she doesn't value the faithful, amazing man that you are. I thought, you know, maybe I have a chance because... So you thought you had a chance with him, so you're trying to homewreck us so that you can be with him? Wow. Thanks. She lied in my face. And what have I been saying? Did you die? Right. Well, I'm sorry for doing Why? that. We can't go that far instead of talking to you about it. When I feel like someone's pulling away, I'll just pull. <laughs> so we're gonna take a right. We're gonna take a pause for the cause, and after the break, we're going to dive into that clip and woo, because that's a that's a rough one. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to patreon.com slash flawless noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, welcome back. So... You just heard that clip, and that is up there with insecurities leading to a violation of trust. Yeah. You spent $50 to ruin your relationship. <laughs> you could have did that for free by going through his phone. Or you could have broken up with him if you felt that strongly About that it. he was cheating on yeah. you. 
How embarrassing. I had secondhand embarrassment for her and I felt really bad for him. Hey man, all I, I was just glad that she ended up lying. It was like a real twist. Like when I first seen the video, I'm yeah, like, I'm like, damn, he caught. Yeah, I was uh, I was like, damn, he caught. So and I'm sorry, bro. I don't know your name. Yeah, I'm sorry, I doubted you. <laughs> something about it was off to me. It did seem off. It's something like about it was really it. off to me. First of all, she just like that's like prostitution <laughs> or something's going on here. I don't know what's going on, but she paid. This girl, $50, to try to talk to her boyfriend. And she didn't even think twice when the girl said, yeah, we slept together. You like, know what's... Like, what? when I first like when I first watched it, right? Even before they brought the, the decoy up. <laughs> I said to myself, the guy is cute, right? But he is an everyday working guy. I said to myself, there's no way women are just throwing themselves that hard at him that they are trying to get get fucked just like that i was like yeah it could be some flirting back and forth because like when that kind of stuff like when you when a girl likes a guy a guy likes a girl typically there's some flirting back and forth right then it leads up to maybe exchanging numbers maybe i would think it would take at least maybe hanging out but one day she's paying you absolutely no attention the next day she want to go to dinner and go to your house and have sex or go to her house and have sex. That don't strike you as odd. Like, I, I know that men can be not so smart, but... That wouldn't strike us as odd. I just want to let you know. Oh, just so, you know. Okay. <laughs> so y'all are as dumb as I think y'all are? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't strike but us But to me, it was, it was just... like, damn, well, she must, she must just... She must have just been holding back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, like... I'm just sitting here, and so when it's revealed that the girl lied, I'm like, yeah, I totally expected that. I totally expected that. Like, I was not shocked. And then her apology was so, oh, well, I'm sorry I didn't come talk to you when it was bothering me. It was it was like a bullshit, I'm sorry. It's like, oh, you accused me of some shit. You paid some chick to come and flirt with me to try to get me to do something with her. And then all you got is this half-ass, I'm sorry. Like, well, I'm sorry. Like, okay. Well, I'm sorry we're not together no more. Word. Have a nice day. You'll put $50 in another bitch pocket but won't get take me to lunch. <laughs> we could have went to lunch with that and $50. About and talked about it. We could have <laughs> went to dinner. You could have got your man haircut. Y'all could have, you could have bought some lingerie and seduced him. You could have did anything with that $50 but played your goddamn self. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't even get your money back. Now you can't get your money back. So she got a she got $50 and some free food from your man and and now he might actually fuck her. I I did not see the rest of this to know if they stayed together or broke up. I'm yeah, a, I didn't I'm watch a, it. I'm going to do some digging and see, and maybe we'll report back in the next episode before we move on to our next topic. But I don't ever want to be that insecure. No, but you can tell that she's had some... She's had some things go on with her where she just doesn't trust anybody. So her yeah. trust is like completely broken, and it doesn't seem like it's anything that he did. It seems like it's just some past stuff that she's still holding on to uh, where she's unable to trust him or trust anyone else uh, because she hasn't fixed herself. 
Yeah. That leaves I, I had a I had some tweets a few days ago or so and I talked about like how a lot of men and women do themselves a disservice by constantly jumping from relationship to relationship to relationship and carrying all the baggage from those relationships into these new relationships until they got enough baggage to fill up a goddamn house. Mm -hmm. You got a couch full of emotional baggage from all these failed relationships. You never take time to heal. You never take time to unpack. You never take time to get back all of the stuff that you lost in these poor relationships. And you... And you don't know what you're missing out on. Because the craziest part of it all, the craziest part of it all is that you could meet somebody that could be perfect for you, but you never healed, and they're going to leave your ass. Because right. somebody that's emotionally healthy and got their head where it needs to be is not going to stick around and deal with all your insecurity, all your baggage, all your bullshit, all your drama. Nobody's going to deal with that. No, not at all. You gotta. Uh, I think that kind of leads us like right into uh, our next topic here, and that's can trust or broken trust be rebuilt? Mm. And if so, how? Right. So I did a poll on all our social media, and so um, on Facebook. Uh, 56% of the voters said yes, the trust can be rebuilt. Um, 44% said no. On Twitter... That's a bigger gap than I thought it would be, I guess. Yeah. I figured it would be a lot closer. Yeah. I did too. I did too. But I guess that's just one. On Twitter, 52% said no. Okay. 48% said yes. Okay. That's a bit closer. Yeah. But that's for the no side. So Facebook was yes. Facebook was yes. Twitter was no. Twitter was no. I'm not surprised by Twitter being no. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram was 65% yes and 35% no. Oh, okay. So I, I will bet my last dollar that that 65% on Instagram is all niggas. <laughs> Like, hell yeah, you can rebuild trust. Hell yeah, because they're the ones that be violating it the most. <laughs> so, I, uh, Mike and I, like, looked around for some articles to talk about some steps in rebuilding trust. Um, and so, I, I, I typically, you know, rely on psychology today. And so they had an article called How to Rebuild Trust with Someone Who Hurt You. And so they give you four they give you four things, four four talking points to determine if you can go move forward and rebuild trust with somebody. So number one is forgive yourself. And it says an important part of forgive of the forgiveness process is forgiving yourself. When you're trying to understand a situation, we have a tendency to generate explanations for why things happen, even if they are irrational. We often blame ourselves. If I was a better person in some way, maybe this wouldn't have happened. If I was less gullible, I would have seen this coming. We think if we can find the flaw and fix it, we might be able to prevent it from happening again. 
But self-forgiveness requires self-compassion and learning that even with your flaws and vulnerabilities, you still have tremendous self-worth and deserve to be treated well. It is important to know that the behavior of the other person was his or her choice and reflects who they are and not who you are. Mm. I kind of just said that, right? Yeah. Like the, yeah. the person violating the trust, it is always them being selfish. It never really has anything to do with what you're doing wrong. They just use it as a state as a uh, scapegoat. Yeah. Scapegoat. Damn, I'm stuttering this shit. It's an shit. excuse. This barefoot kicking in. Y'all know I'm 35 now. <laughs> It's that cougar wine. Hey, man. Mm. Y'all know I'm older than Mike, too. So y'all know what I'm on. you like a couple months older than me. A couple months, a couple years, a couple days. It, all and the same? Mine. Okay. All right. Okay. I bagged you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so two says forgive the, per- the, other, the other person. person. Yeah. I don't know. It is impossible to regain trust without first regaining control of your emotional well-being by finding your inner peace with the situation. Many people struggle with forgiveness because they don't want to let the other person off the hook for his or her bad behavior. It is important to realize, though, that forgiveness isn't about the other person, but about your emotional freedom. Learning to forgive and make peace with the things that happened in the past can happen more easily when you take your focus off the specific events that occurred and instead try to see the perspective of the other person. Seeing someone else's perspective can help you understand the events that occurred and make them less personal. It can also be easier to forgive someone when you see them as a whole person. If you find yourself stewing in anger over a situation, try to pull back and remember the good qualities you know the other person has and recognize that we all have flaws and make mistakes. Nah. <laughs> well, I mean, if, you, if you're trying to rebuild trust, then that's what you should do. I, it sound, I don't think it sounds that off. It don't sound that off to me. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, sounds- I know it's the mature thing to do if you're trying to save a relationship, but like we, like you said, with the levels, for me to get to yeah. a point where to no return, then yeah. So, but I think, like you said, like with things that you find to be forgivable, then yeah, this does sound very doable, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I I could forgive you for not taking the chicken out the freezer. I can. No, I can't. <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing it up. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the third one is uh, trust yourself. Uh, it is nearly impossible to trust someone else unless you first trust yourself. A good deal of fear that people feel when they think about trusting someone who has betrayed them comes from the belief that they will not, excuse me, comes from the belief that they will not be okay. Uh, if it happens to them again, they fear being emotionally devastated by loss, uh, the shame and humiliation of being duped again, and the toll this will take on their self-esteem. The fear can be unfathomable. Mm. Ooh, unfathomable. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, you got that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be avoided at any cost. Um, this is where we work needs, oh, excuse me, this is where the work needs to be done. Instead of focusing on why you won't be okay, it is important to know why you would be fine and still be able to live a good life without the other person. 
if you are like most people, uh, you've probably already lived through several very difficult challenges. Think about what strengths you got, or excuse me, think about what strengths got you through those times. Uh, some people also fear that they are being weak for not leaving. Uh, if there is any type of emotional or physical abuse, you should leave and get professional help if necessary. However, uh, when there isn't abuse involved, in many situations, it takes a good deal more strength to work through a difficult point in a relationship than it does to walk away from it. You need to believe that should it become apparent that it is time to separate from the relationship, uh, you will be able to do so and still be a wholly functioning person. If finding this kind of trust in yourself seems very difficult on your own, consider working with a professional who can help you see the blind spots you can't see in yourself. Uh, and I think that last part is a really, really good um, kind of summary of like a lot of things people go through and how to kind of like get past that. Of course, we've all been in like bad relationships before. We've all had bad breakups. Uh, we've all had our trust broken or put our trust in someone who maybe we shouldn't have. Like things of that nature has it's happened to all of us. So if with it happening again to you, you kind of want to do think back to those times. Hey, I, uh, this isn't the first time this has happened to me. Like. I, I would be perfectly fine if I'm no longer with this person. Um, the one line, though, in there where it's like, if there's no, uh, uh, if there isn't any abuse involved, I think that's kind of, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of misleading a little bit because if someone is, like, Cheating. consciously, like, violating, violating your trust, your trust it it's, it's emotional abuse. It's not, it may, you may not be getting punched in the face, but it, it's emotional abuse. So I don't know about that particular line in there, but uh, I do kind of feel like that kind of summed up everything that, um, you know, we go through when we're dealing with situations like that. Yeah, absolutely. And so the fourth, the fourth point that they make is um, trusting the other person. And the truth about trusting someone else is that the only certainty is that there is no certainty. There is always an element of faith in the trust that we give to someone after a betrayal, all you can do is assess the situation and make an appraisal about what you think is likely behavior in the future. Does the person seem sincerely apologetic and willing to make amends? Does the person act with integrity in other areas of their life? Were there circumstances that played a role or does the betrayal seem to reflect their overall character? Has he or she broken your trust in similar ways in the past? In the big picture, is there more good than bad in a relationship? If the answers to these questions affirm the positive, the choice in front of you is whether or not you can accept the flaws of the other person and, again, trust that they will act in the best interest of your relationship. There are never any guarantees when uh, it comes to other pe people. Only time will show whether trust is deserved. However, withholding trust out of fear or anger will prevent you from emotionally reconnecting with the person and keep your relationship from moving forward in a healthy way. Mm. So, it's basically saying you got to take the chance, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you if it's and those are some tough questions, but if you can answer those questions uh like they said positively, um then it may be a good chance that this was maybe a one-off incident or um 
you know, especially if this person is seems to be um, using uh, their integrity and being completely honest with you about the situation, and they seem remorseful and they seem like they're working to to better themselves and help the relationship, then it may be something that you can work through depending on the situations or the levels, kind of like we was discussing. Can you uh can you see yourself without me? Well, like if you die or something or no period. <laughs> uh, now no no. When could you? What the uh, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying now. Uh, in as far as like with everything that we've built up, like we this is was a long time coming for us. So it wasn't like. Uh, I mean, if you would have. I don't think, uh, like, without you is all, maybe still as a friend, maybe in 2015. I don't know if we had to be, had to be in a relationship at that point. Mm. But, yeah, I, I, no. Mm. I feel you. Nah. So, okay. You're just waiting for me to die, so I'm not asking that question. Word, them insurance policies. Hey, <laughs> ching, ching. Now I'm just fucking with you. Um, so, for the for the question about... Can you rebuild trust? What was your What was your answer to the poll? Of course, I'm a nigga, so I said yes. I did say yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I did say yes because I've seen I've I've seen trust be rebuilt before. So I said no. Did you? Hell yeah. <laughs> well, of course, you said no. Uh, not rebuilding shit. On to the next dick. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking. Um, I did say no, but in the for me it's in the grand scheme of things. Like once you get to like insecurities, uh once you get to uh cheating and infidelity and once you are lying to me about situations that affect both of us, we are really at a huge crossroad and there's a huge disconnect that's like that mm-hmm. has really come about. Um you know, I could deal with you saying some dinner was good if it really wasn't. Okay, cool. Um, but the like big violators, I'm not about to um, deal with. We're just we're just far too old, right? We're far too old. I'm 35. I'm on my milf shit. Um, I'm a cougar. Okay, okay. I got a good job and shit. Um, I'm not about to play with nobody. I'm not playing with nobody. I don't play, I don't, I don't play with my kid, barely. Okay, I'm lying. <laughs> we do like to play Legos and chase each other around the house. But I'm not playing in that regard because I feel like I am um, open and receptive enough to you where you could come and be honest with me. Right, I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel like I beat you down when you try to have honest conversations with me about how you feel. So for you to, you know, either cheat on me, um, lie to me about like health stuff, lie to me about things that affect me and you in London, things like that. Um, for you to be like going through my phone because I think it's it's clear, it's very obvious at this point where we are that I am out of this world in love with you as a person and as a friend and you're my friend you're my best friend you're my husband you know I, we had a baby I, I did that I gave you a, a, a legacy to look just like you nothing like me so <laughs> sound like a hater right word had to throw that in there but what more what more can I do you know at that point you gonna violate my trust at that point we don't need to be together cause I've I, I, I've given, given, given. So if you aren't comfortable 
being honest with me at that point, then we need to slide and co-parent. That's my... So, yeah, it was definitely a no for me. Um, And that's where it's at. Uh, But don't let how we view things uh, shape the way you view things. And we would love your input and feedback on this topic uh, because trust is a big thing in a lot of relationships. Like, you know, financial trust, sexual trust, uh, you know just trust in general Mm -hmm. a lot of people struggle with in relationships and even if it is trust issues that you bought from previous relationships we want to hear from you but what we i do want to say is do not keep letting um the weight of your pain sit on your shoulders um and ruin things for you and yeah, do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Take Go care of yourself. Speak to a therapist. If you're in a relationship and you are so insecure be- that you can hardly function, that you are a shell of yourself, you are nagging your partner, you snooping through their things, or you feel like they're cheating constantly, you just can't shake the feeling, um, leave. You know, it, it's a 50-50 chance. Yeah, maybe that gut feeling you had was exactly right. They were cheating on you. Or maybe you were so insecure that they, they weren't cheating, but you were so insecure that you ruined a relationship. So either way, you needed to be away from that relationship to work on you and to get you where you need to be mm-hmm. so that you don't ruin another relationship like that. Um, if you are a violator of trust, die. <laughs> grow up. Okay? Grow up. You got to grow up. You got to stop. You got to leave people alone if you're not willing to be what they need you to be. Um, going through doing shit to, to hurt people, to violate their trust. Because trust is, trust is a thing. Like, you got to think about it. Trust is the one thing that we always give people without them having to earn it. Like, yeah. we give it to them and then we don't take it back until they destroy it. So that's a big thing to give something to somebody that they haven't earned. We give trust on the honor system. So, like I said, if you are somebody who has made a habit of violating your partner's trust, go to hell and leave them alone. Um, as the article we read said, like as much as it seems like maybe they you know, the person is hurting and won't go on without you, but the truth is they will. But don't stick around to keep violating somebody's trust. You know? Be honest with yourself. Yeah, be honest. What do you want? Yeah, what do you want? What do you want? That's that's the thing I take away from uh, a lot, just, just topic in general, just on both sides. Be honest with yourself. What do you want uh, what do you need? Um, take care of yourself. That way you can take care of your partner. So. Ooh. Look at you on that grown man shit. Let me hurry up and get off this shit. <laughs> Some grown business. No. But um, before we get out of here, I just want to remind everybody to um, head on over to FlawlessNoises.com where you can find all of our shows, right? You can find all the show, all the network shows. Also, head on over to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash flawless noises, where you can find uh, the portal 
with Mike and myself. And our latest episode is featuring uh, Curtis. Uh, we did a review of Captain Marvel getting ready for the in- getting ready for Endgame. You can find Backwoods Burn book. You can find the Weekly Wind Down. You can find Birth Stories of Black Mamas. You can find Bring It Bike. Um, if I'm missing anything, I think that's everything. <laughs> you can purchase some merchandise. Uh, we have t-shirts ready to be made and shipped out. Um... We got London. You we got London. Her. You can hear her on Ratchet Rambling. Not just hear her. You can have her. No, you cannot. We're putting her on the website. She is for sale. Um, highest bidder. Lies. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> but, um, like I said, go ahead and make sure you subscribe to the Patreon. Like, I'm serious. For $5 a month, you get a whole lot and um coming okay okay soon like i think this week right mm-hmm. will be the we'll be doing flawless thrones the game of thrones uh, yeah. review weekly review so uh stay tuned like uh, we're not going anywhere thank you for getting to know our sound and we will see you back in two weeks <laughs>